Hello and welcome to the takes you took. Today is me. It's me, Miles Trees. It's Miles. It's me, Stefan. And it's me, Mariah. And Mariah. Uh, I'm going to open this podcast with my Michael Myers impression. So, hey, everybody. Um, What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. We missed you. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Stefan, who do you want to shout out? Who do I want to shout out? Stabbing. Stabbing. Shout out to to Stabbing. Stabbing. If it weren't for Stabbing, we wouldn't be having an episode to talk about right now. Mariah, do you like movies? A little bit, yeah. Do you watch movies? Uh, A little bit, yeah. Have Have you watched any movies? Any movies recently that I'd like to talk about? Good question. Thank you. Um, I was, I was gonna say that the movie that I watched recently we've already covered on the podcast. Oh shit. Um, this last weekend I went with Stefan and we watched Jaws in IMAX. Oh. And that was a very good experience. I really enjoyed it. Every again, I said this, you know, when we did the first episode. Every time I watch Jaws, I find more to appreciate about it. Um, also in IMAX, the music was a lot more noticeable for me, Ooh. so it was really cool. Dun dun, it's really good experience. Yeah, dun, and just I don't know different story elements that I appreciated more than I have. Your time's up, Miles. What are you watching? Oh, I was so un- unprepared for this question because it's not like we ever do this. It's I like watched it came up and bit you. I watched like a shark. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched the baseball movie Forty Two uh, about Jackie Robinson. I... Mariah, you look excited. Yes, because. If any of my family are listening, they know that Jackie Robinson was like my idol growing up. Oh, shit, really? And I read every book I could find about right. him and watched every documentary I could find mm. about him. I know He's everything cool about guy, him. Yeah. I love Jackie First Robinson. African American baseball player in the major leagues. Yes, 1947, yeah. April 15th. And I just love that man. I love the movie. I think they do a really good job. They and nailed on the head in the movie. Yeah, and when you know a lot of the really small details, you can appreciate all of the hard work they put in. Into oh, that yeah. movie um so yeah really good. very good if you like baseball and you care at all about like the history of baseball it's kind of like a must watch yeah what about you yeah. Stefan? Stefan what did you um, watch oh man what did i watch i watched this movie walkabout uh is i don't know if it's actually an australian film or filmed in australia but uh a bunch of this dad takes these two kids out to the uh, australian bush haha <laughs> and then they're like hey let's uh let's have a picnic let's you know chat and chill and then the dad pulls out a gun and oh tries God. to kill them. And then he sets the car on fire and kills himself. And so Jesus the kids are just Christ. out in the bush trying to survive. And then uh, an, an Aboriginal man who's on a ritual they call walkabout, where they just sort of walk about and find themselves or something like that, uh, helps them uh, survive. It was it was a good movie. It was very interesting. The editing was really interesting. There's a lot of lizards, though. So I it, like lizards. It's, it's mm. good. It gets a good in my book. Mm-hmm. All lizards, lizards plus. I realized that I talked mostly for the movie that you watched. I apologize. Yeah, for yeah no, <laughs> oh, no worries. I said no worries. <laughs> yeah, you should have known before Mariah jumped in. Her eyes went wide, bug eyed, yeah. like a. I'm more than happy to let you talk about 42. I, oh, and for sure, I will be covering it on the podcast. Look at that, absolutely. Um, because I love that man. It's so. a good movie. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking about a different movie. Yes, not a 42 movie that we've all seen. Yeah. Halloween. We're going to give you, I'm going to give you a little summary. Now, something you should know about John Carpenter. Uh, in a recent interview, he revealed that he is a gamer. Yo, he's my a, boy's he's a, a he's gamer? He's a big fat gamer. He likes Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but Mike, but Carpenter is a gamer, so therefore Michael is a gamer. 
Mike. Yo. And this is going to be my summary of Halloween. Little boy Michael, first person shooter, kills his sister who banged a guy in like one minute flat. Then like 20 years later, he breaks out of a psychiatric hospital slash bus and Grand Theft Auto carjacks the doctor who's been overseeing him for years and the nurse with him and proceeds to go to his hometown and be evil. And uh, mostly it's just him stalking people until he kills them, uh, specifically teenage women who have sex or try to have sex or talk about having sex or think about boys or study or smoke weed or call into the chewing hotline for all your chewing hotline needs. Uh, Michael's doctor finds some loser Michael 360 no scope next to some train tracks. And so the doctor lurks around with the sheriff trying to find Michael in the town. But Michael, Michael is also a little lurker for like 30 minutes and doesn't pay his taxes before he starts unaliving people with a knife and uh, staging their bodies like pinatas with equipment he bought at the hardware store. He didn't shop buy. smart, shop S smart. He didn't buy, he stole it. Yeah, I know he stole it. Yeah, there's a whole well, bit. We don't know that. Maybe he put the money in like a... No, because they drive by the, <laughs> the store and the, the put... sheriff is like, oh, they robbed the place. Maybe he, yeah. they just didn't find the money that he Maybe robbed. he just put it on layaway. Okay, fine. We'll give Michael Myers the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. <laughs> He's just, you know, light robbery. And then he just he, misunderstood. He, uh, yeah. he, well, he, of course, he dresses in a goofy little goshi with glasses. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, Michael... Continue. Well, yeah, and then he tries to kill, you know, uh, the final girl, Miss, uh, the final girl, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, and then the doctor comes in and Call of Duty Michael. He Call of Duty's Michael several times in the chest until he falls from a balcony, and then we find out Michael respond, and he's no longer there. That was beautiful. It's the gamer summary of Halloween. I really like that. Thank you. Go ahead. What tell if, me I missed something. What if I'm not a gamer? Well, if you're not a gamer, then. Then you, you won't be one. Then you won't know that that's Michael some, Myers got a UAV. He got a UAV and a care package. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, my mom's not going to get that I do not one. understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, Michael Myers' father, John Carpenter, is. And I said that for John Carpenter because I know he's going to be listening and he's going to hear that and he's going to go, oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. These oh, guys are so cool. I, I want to talk to this guy. I want to I want to talk to him about games and stuff. So, yeah. So anyway, Halloween. Halloween. Let's yes. talk about this movie. Um, but to to understand Halloween, we have to understand the man behind it, John Carpenter. John Carpenter, the director, uh, was... Not the Carpenter. Not the Carpenter. John Carpenter. He did not work with wood. No. Um, As our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did. So, John Carpenter is at uh, USC. And he wants to make a little movie. He wants to make a fun little time with his buddies. Uh, and that's what he does. He makes Dark Star, uh, which was John's first film with a budget of $60,000. It was a little, little sci-fi little sci-fi movie. Didn't watch it. Don't know what it's about. I do know it has spaceships in it, though. Okay. Um, it had moderate success. It was okay. Um, I don't think it, you know, people didn't hate it. People didn't love it. That's good. But he was given some money to do a modern-day Howard Hawks movie, uh, The Siege. And mm -hmm. this had a budget of $100,000. It, it wasn't a huge success in America. And if you're like, well, I don't remember The Siege, that's because they changed the name oh. to Assault on Precinct 13. I have heard of that one. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there you go. Got it. And this is, so when he's making this movie is kind of like when 
he meets some people that are kind of important to Halloween. So this is where he meets Deborah Hill, who is the script supervisor for um, Assault on Precinct 13, uh, who will end up being um, the producer for Halloween. She Did she also write it with him? She did. Okay. She did. She did do that. I pay attention to the credits. Mm. <laughs> Look at that. I paid attention to the cinematographer. Mm. Yeah, he did. did. He did the thing. He worked on the thing. He did do the thing. He did the thing. But a part of this ragtag team of gosh darn buddies, friends, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, who ends up being the editor and uh, production designer for Halloween, Mm. and Nick Castle, uh, who we know as Michael Myers. Oh, okay. He... Big guy. Yeah. He met... Um, John Carpenter at uh, USC and they kind of like you know they were buddies they would do music for each other's projects so we kind of have like this team of friends until they meet not until they meet a guy named Erwin Yablans 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 that's a very fun name first of all what a beautiful little friendship they have that you know creates so much work but they all have such interesting names yeah uh, we got, because, okay, let's go back. We got John Carpenter. Carpenter's a weird last name. Tommy Lee Wallace. Tommy, Tommy Lee Wallace? Tommy Lee Wallace. I think maybe I'm just expecting Jones at the end of it, and that's why it's yeah, weird to me. Yeah, me as well, but also I like to imagine it's sort of like, oh, my Tommy Lee Wallace. Like, <laughs> oh, my, tummy. my tummy, it's Lee Wallace. <laughs> Nick Castle. That's fun. Which is a fun mm-hmm. last name. Yeah. And Deborah Hill, which, not as fun as the other ones, but what are you going to do? Oh, and then the Ablins. Yeah. But our boy Irwin is, here's a little bit about him. He was the uh, executive producer for Halloween. But before he was the executive producer, he loaded trucks. Um, mm. he, did, he loaded trucks with film for Warner Brothers uh, for a long time and became a uh, booker for movies. But this was mm. during kind of the like you know height of the movie industry not doing too well mm-hmm. so he was jumping around jobs gotcha and one of the jobs he got was the guy who sets up sneak peeks mm. uh, and so he would often kind of go and do that with his wife so his wife would come along with him while he sets up these sneak previews power couple and power couple power couple well she plays a very pivotal role in making sure that halloween exists Good. Oh. Because it is during this time where he is, where Irwin is a, a sneak pre- preview guy, where he is asked, asked a lot of questions, you know, about what he thinks about movies. Mm. And his wife is like, holy shit, you're so smart. You're so fucking cool. I love you. If you know so much about movies, why don't you just make movies? Like, you're a pretty knowledgeable guy. I think you could make a good movie. And Irwin goes, Damn. Thank you for the compliments, first off. Uh, and yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'm imagining, uh, are they they're married at this point? Or are they they just, are, yeah. Okay, I'm just imagining this married couple speaking to each other exactly like how you're describing <laughs> yeah. it. It's at, like, beautiful image. It's going to happen. Give it fucking 10, 15 years when all the Zoomers are getting married. <laughs> and that's exactly how it's going to go. True. Okay. Ayo, babe. Ayo. Can Ayo. You, can you get my walker? Yeah, I said 10 years. They're not going to be on walkers yet. <laughs> I can't think of slang. I can't think of any slang. Oh, babe, I L plus ratio down the stairs. Can you call the paramedics? This shit was not poggers. <laughs> I, I, I broke my femur. 
<laughs> I unalived my femur. Oh. So, Irwin is now in the movie making business. Irwin. Okay. Thanks to his wife. But he doesn't have any movies to distribute. He doesn't have any movies to, like, you know, kind of say, hey, I made this happen. And that is when he gets wind of a little movie that was known as The Siege at the time. Mm. Um, smells it in the air. He smells it in the air. He goes, <laughs> A siege? A, Where? a siege is Where? coming. A siege. A siege. A siege. And a carpenter. A carpenter. Someone built this siege. And a hill. And a, a hill. there's a hill on a castle. <laughs> and my little Tommy hurts. <laughs> little Tommy Wallace. <laughs> um, so he loves the siege. He's like, this is awesome. You know what's not awesome is the name. Fuck that shit. It's Assault on Precinct 13 now. <laughs> and he edited a trailer for it. He made the posters for it. And he called in a bunch of favors with exhibitors to get this movie all over the place. Uh, didn't do well in America, like I said before. Mm-hmm. However, you know what's not in America? A lot of the rest of the world. Britain. Britain is not yeah. in America. Okay. Britain is not in America. Minor details. Minor details. Fucking banger in Britain. Nice. Everyone loved it. Erwin gets a call from a man called Michael Myers. Oh, Michael, did, he, did he just breathe into the phone? Yeah, he went, I want to be in a movie. And then he was like, no, 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 you can't be in the movie because your voice sounds Philly. And he's like, what if I just don't talk? And he's like, all right. We'll work around it. All right, we'll That's exactly what it. happened. So uh, Michael Myers was a guy in London who wanted to put Precinct, uh, Assault on Precinct 13 in a London film festival. Because uh, he was like, I like this movie a lot. And I think it would be really cool if you put it in this film festival because we're British and we love movies as well. We're British and we love movies movies. as well. Could you please put this movie into our film festival? Oh, 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 fish and chips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, while you're at it, could you please bring me some (laughs) cigarettes? They don't call them cigarettes. What do they call (laughs) them? What do they call them? (laughs) Stefan, say it. So it wins. It won. First prize. Wow. That's it. it. I don't know. People in London really fucking love it. It is well. Right. It, it is enjoyable. It is always interesting to me when movies do like extremely well in one country and then like yeah. tank in other cu- countries. And you're like, damn, okay, I guess it just really resonates with this certain crowd, even though it seems like that was probably not the intended audience necessarily. And you, not you, that they weren't trying to. Yeah. I mean, you would think it would do good in America. It's about like yeah. cops and shit. Yeah. Maybe so. that's why. I, I will say, I can't spoil it. Because I refuse to, because that would diminish it. But that movie does have one, did make me jaw drop at one moment where I was like, oh my God. I haven't they seen did it, that. Though. They did that. They, I didn't think they would do that. Like it was one moment where I was like, whoa, this is really taken aback. And that doesn't happen very often. So props huh. to that. Hmm. Well, I have good not job. seen it. Maybe at some point yeah. we'll watch it. Who knows? Yeah. So after this marginal success in London, I say marginal. marginal. It was a huge success in yeah. London. Uh, they got first prize in the London. Smashing Festival. banger success. Bangers and Mash. That's not British, but yeah, it is. Yeah, Bangers and Mash. I yeah. thought that was, like a, I thought was like an Irish or Scottish I mean, thing. No, I think it's. Oi, that's my. That's the only Scottish you'll get out of me. Oi, because I can't do Scottish. I can kind of fall into Irish if I, you know, really. Just says United yeah. Kingdom. Okay, well, close enough then, I guess. Um, so they get together. They go. Let's make a movie together. Let's all have a good time. Make a movie. Irwin is like kind of doing yeah. this again. Yeah, everyone was like, let's, we want to make a movie. Get the and crew. John Carpenter and all them are like, yeah, okay, let's make a movie. All right, gang. Uh, so Irwin 
pitches the idea of a movie where some babysitters get terrorized in a single night. And that was kind of the pitch. That was like... That's kind of the movie I watched. That's the movie. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, let's put it on the spooky night. Let's put it it on the spooky, creepy, scary night. The spookiest of all spooky nights? The spookiest of spooky nights. Thanksgiving? Christmas, when you have to talk to your (laughs) in-laws. An in-law joke? (laughs) (laughs) What are we, like 40? (laughs) No. There's someone out there who probably appreciated it more than we did. (laughs) They they put it on on Halloween, silly. Roger Dangerfield. (laughs) You got to talk to your... Rodney. You got to talk to your mother-in-law, and she doesn't like you yet. But you got her a really cool stand mixer, so maybe she will. Actually, you know what? Let's do it on the spooky night when everyone uh, carves up pumpkins. Yeah, spooky night. Um, so he told his wife, and this was like at night. She was in bed sleeping, and he was like, babe, babe, I got it. I got it. I got a movie idea. And that's she- what, That's what he sounds like? No. I right here. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. I got an idea. Movie. I got an idea for a new spooky movie. He's actually Elvis. Yeah. He is Elvis. After he faked his death. His, he rearranged, his wife is a snowman. If you rearrange Irwin's like, letters in his name, it spells out Elvis. Who's there in front of us the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, his wife is like, yo, that shit's fire as fuck. Uh, <laughs> I love how encouraging she is. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, and she's like, you got to call John do right you have, now. Do you, do you have a name for her? No. So, I don't know. I can't find anything about his wife. Okay. It, you know, other than right. it was his wife. Okay. I can't N-A. find anything. N.A. wife. N.A. wife. Um, so we'll just call her Irwin's wife. Uh, but <laughs> This makes me like, think of uh, um, Curly's wife. And oh, I was, I was thinking of Arwen from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Sorry, like, continue. Yeah. I'm getting really hung up on this for some reason. Oh, no worries. So she's like, yo, tell Carpenter right now because that is Poggers. Fire. It's Poggers fire. Poggers. Honey, I love you and you're amazing. And you're the light of my life. And I'm totally real. And I am very... Just don't take your meds. Very real. He goes to John Carpenter the next day. and Well, he calls John and goes like, okay, here's the idea. Because he calls him that night. And he's like, yo, spooky movie, babysitters. And John goes, fire, poggers, awesome. And they meet up the next day. Kind of lit, fam. Kind of lit. Kind of lit. Not super lit, but kind of lit. Pretty based. Pretty... It is absolutely based kind of lit fam now let me put my little finger in this rotary phone hole because mm-hmm. that's the time <laughs> okay all right all right all okay. right we don't need to do that so they meet the next day and they're just like eating over lunch and john says i don't want to make just like a spooky movie because john oddly enough isn't into scary movies hmm. um he made a space movie uh, and uh, an action movie he wasn't that, He wasn't doing horror yet. He wasn't doing horror. He didn't care uh-huh. to do horror either. So he was like, I don't want to just make another horror movie, like some fucking, you know, jump scare, horror, slasher. I don't I don't, get, I don't want to. Okay. And I, he, he said instead he looked him in the eyes and he said, I want to make the horror movie that will inspire every horror movie that comes out after this mm-hmm. because John Carpenter is a boss ass bitch with ass to spare. Damn, caked up. So I don't know why. Erwin made it very clear that he was eating a tuna sandwich during this meeting. <laughs> what? That from like what source? Him. He said, okay. while talking about like 
you know, going Probably through it. Probably just like an interview. That anyone in, yeah. the, in okay. a half mile radius because that shit smells. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, so I remember talking to uh, Carpenter about this while I was eating a tuna sandwich. And I was like, all right, type that in. Put it in. It's in the podcast now. Eating a tuna sandwich. Your bland's eating your your bland. tuna. Your bland's eating tuna. Um, he said to John Carpenter, I am the last of the radio generation. When I was a kid, I would listen to Inner Sanctum and Lights Out, which were radio horror shows, while under the covers uh, with the radio. And I tell you, nothing you can see on screen could match the things I could make up in my mind. So that's important. He was very into like, you know, the unseen horrors. Mm-hmm. Which I personally think is how you make a successful horror. I movie. think so too. Because yeah. obviously, whenever someone makes up something scary, it's going to be what is scary to them. Mm. Yeah. So I think that was a good way to do it. Theater of the mind, as he said. Mm. Um, he did not want blood or gore. He was right. very specific on this. He wanted the audience to be frightened, not repulsed. Right. That's a good distinction. Yeah. Mm. And John thought this was pretty cool he's like yeah i can get behind a movie like this but i have three demands one one mustache me i want my mustache back give it back i'm tired of taking it you're gonna wax it every day wax (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna rub wax on my stash i'm gonna rub dirt in your eye (laughs) he wanted ten thousand dollars just for him like his his money for you know making the movie he wanted deborah hill to produce the movie because, you know, they were friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted his name above the title. Right. Which he would do for which he would do all, for his movies. all of the movies. Mm-hmm. And Irwin was like, damn, uh, you kind of made okay movies your entire life. You're still really new at this. Bold claim to put your movie on the title. Your title on the movie. Yeah. Um, but sure, whatever. All right. Do it. See if I care. One problem. Erwin doesn't have any money. Oh. And that is where our third, our probably fifth silly named man comes in. Oh, boy. We love them silly names. Mustafar. Oh. Or Mustafa Akade. All right. Okay. It's fun. Um, He's a movie maker. Him and Erwin kind of get into business together, and it's split 49-51 towards <laughs> Mustafa um, and I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, but goddamn, you got a silly name. So Mustafa had just like a fuck ton of money. Uh. And so Erwin comes to him and he goes, hey, here's Halloween. And he's the first person to be like, not my cup of tea. I don't really care for Halloween. I don't think it's going to do that good um, because horror movies aren't it. And the movie industry is not doing that good anyway. So, you know, meh. Um, and Erwin goes, look, man, if you don't have the cash, that's fine. We just won't do this movie. And Mustafa is like, whoa, I got the money. I'm a rich boy. Don't come at me with that shit. I got stacks on stacks. I got stacks. Don't you dare. I got, I got Christopher Nolan, Batman, Dark Knight, Joker, Mountain I'm, money. I'm, I'm sliding down I'm money sliding like a playground down. slide, and I'm lighting that stuff on fire every day. It's not about the money for me. I can produce your little, your little movie. Your little fucking horror movie. Uh, anyway, it was shoots him in the leg. <laughs> it was, he gave him three hundred thousand dollars. That so that is the budget for Halloween. Okay. Quick question, Mariah. Jaws two is coming out during this time. How much money mm. did Jaws two have in its budget? Literally no idea. 
20 million. Whoa! Really? Yeah. For a bad Stephen, movie. Superman well, well, is coming out. Well, I guess, well, Jaws had a budget of 11 million. And if it's, a, it was like the most successful movie of that time, really. So yeah. it makes sense why they went big for the second one. But goodness. Stefan, Superman is coming out during this time. How much money did Superman have? Oh, man. They had Brando. $7. They had, Close. I'm guessing, $15 million. 55. $55 million. Wait, hold on. And this is 1978, right? Yeah. That sounds about right because they had a lot Fif- of five zero mil- 55. Five, five million dollars. They had a lot of high tech effects in that one. I'm gonna calculate what that's worth today. All right, you do that in the background. You do that. Obviously, if you understand numbers, you can mm-hmm. tell I that don't. well, 300,000 is a lot smaller than 55 million. Holy yeah. cow, there's 55 million dollars. In 1978, is equivalent in purchasing power to about 249,926,073 dollars and 62 cents, which is for a movie. Which is kind of what movies have been like. Pirates of the Caribbean, one of them is like the most highest budgeted film. Yeah, it's something just, around I there. That, I mean, <laughs> it just blows my mind, dude. Yeah. So this movie. If you were thinking about it, this movie is rubbing two goddamn pennies together for its budget comparatively. Yeah, um, this is this is walking around the gutters and pulling copper out of people's homes and yeah. stealing and catalytic curious, converters for money. Um, three hundred thousand dollars today is the equivalent of one point three five million dollars. Okay, which today is considered very, very small budget. budget. Yeah, yeah. I mean at the time it was considered yeah. low budget. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, so. John begins writing the script with the help of Deborah Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Deborah does all of the heavy lifting. She makes the characters, she writes their dialogue, mm. and John kind of pops in here and there and goes, You can't kill him. He's <laughs> evil incarnate. You can't kill evil. Can't it's kill. the lore, I tell you. I don't know why he's Western. Yeah, you made him a southern boy once again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I t- you can't you can't kill Michael. You can't. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, t- says, I'm telling you, Deborah, <laughs> you keep trying to kill Michael. You can't kill him. I saw him, I saw him Deborah. You can't kill Michael. That's pretty good. And Deborah says, I don't really give a shit about that. I just know that Lori and her friends are kind of shitty to each other. So, deuces. Yeah, I agree with that. And hey, yeah. the script is written in two weeks. Whoa. Two weeks. <laughs> Boom. Done. Script done. Okay. It is time for casting. It's time to get some people in this movie. They need a name for the shape. Mm. Because in the script they've they've always been referring to him as the shape. So he's not been called Michael in the He has not been called Michael at all yet. Okay. And they were like, you know what? You know who gave us a start? You know who gave us a chance? That sweet, sweet boy in London. Shrek. Michael Myers. Is that your Shrek impression? <laughs> Shrek. Right. Donkey. 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 Couldn't have seen Halloween, Donkey. Donkey. Somebody stabbed my babysitter, Donkey. <laughs> so they go, okay, we're going to call him Michael Myers because this guy was really cool and he was our friend and we love him because he got our movie into London and it was awesome. Uh, Michael Myers' wife, not happy about that. She didn't like it. And she thought, because they didn't do anything for the movie, she was like, you owe us. For using his for name. For using our, his name, yeah. Silly. I don't know. She wasn't happy about it. 
Um, but yeah, through the majority of the script, because they call him Michael in the very beginning, mm-hmm. right. through most of the script, he's called The Shape. So sure. if ever you want to school your friends and they say, oh, it's Michael Myers, you go, fuck you. It's The Shape. I'm the life of the party. And everyone goes, mm, I don't know why I invited you. stab him to death. And they go, Ooh. it smells like stabbed man. And whatever. They wanted Christopher Lee oh. as Dr. Loomis Sam. Because he was a horror really? guy at this time. He right? was. Yeah, he yeah. Played, I mentioned him in the last episode yeah. in Rocky Horror. He played mm-hmm. Dracula yeah. in a movie called Dracula. Yeah, the, oh. ha- the Hammer films that, that is where they filmed The around. Dracula. Uh-huh. So Christopher Lee said, nah, I'm okay. I don't want to do it. He would later go on to say that that was his, the biggest mistake of his career. Really? Mm. Yeah. Um, but he was like, I don't want to it. It wasn't Count Dooku? It was not Count Dooku. Fuck. Okay. Also, fuck you. I think he did very good as Count Dooku. And I like the prequels. So <laughs> you can eat my ass about fight, that fight, one. Fight, fight, fight. I don't actually have that much strong of opinion. I just picked a bad role. Well, um, I don't even know. If you, yeah, what, uh, whatever. So. Irwin, having seen kind of some old cowboy movies, knew of a man named Donald Pleasant. Yes. Uh, that name sounds familiar. It should be because he's the guy who ends up playing Dr. Loomis mm-hmm. Sam. Uh, and he refers to this as the greatest mistake of his career. <sighs> really? Yep. He fucking hated it. He did not like this movie. Huh. Um, mm. A little bit later, once we start talking about like the actual filming, I'll get on to um, how much fucking wine this man drank on okay. set. Mm, one of those. But yeah, he didn't, he didn't like it. And now it's time to cast Lori. Uh, and they looked at Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know that name. It should be a big fucking name. I know that triple name. I know those names. Irwin was not impressed in her casting. Really? He... Didn't care one way or the other. He saw her do the the bit, and he went, eh, okay. Hmm. But uh, hey, Jamie Lee Curtis, who are your who are your parents? Do you, do you perchance have a famous uh, mother who was in a famous is your, movie about a psycho? Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, your father couldn't possibly be Tony Curtis, the man who played Spartacus in the movie Spartacus. No. No. Wait. Jamie Lee Curtis, your your mother couldn't possibly be Janet Lee, the mom from Psycho. Perhaps one of the the most original slasher yeah, films, the most pivotal horror movies to come out to date at the time, because mm-hmm. then Halloween would usurp it, it would coo it out of its kingdom and yeah. stab it to death on the Iron would, Throne. Yeah, like, and then no sit down and in the throne and eat grapes. Yeah. So uh, Irwin was like, oh, shit, we kind of need you. Uh, hey, if you could be in this movie, that'd be awesome. <laughs> also, um, in John Carpenter's The Fog, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and her mother, Janet Lee, are both in it, Yeah, which is very fun, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Anyway, side um, note, another Carpenter film. The next one, actually, after Halloween, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, now it's time to cast Linda. And who do they get but the uh, PJ Souls? You might know PJ Souls. She was the main bully girl in Carrie. Mm. Oh, okay. So she has also been in, in okay. a horror gotcha. movie before. So they have kind of put together this cast of a, a ragtag team of people, all very young, all relatively new to horror, but still like a, an amazing team. Yeah. PJ Souls sounds like the name of a sketcher shoe. Now it's time to cast the last friend, 
Sorry, Stefan. No, I, that was I was the, busy looking no, at like no, the next fine. thing. They bomb. It's all right. <laughs> I was looking at the next there. thing. And I didn't. Honestly, I didn't even catch what you said. <laughs> you got to throw them out there. You know, if you don't take the chance. Yeah. You won't get the big bucks. Anyway, Nancy Loomis is hired to be the last friend. I honestly forgot her name and I didn't write it down. So um, she's the third one. Um, the one who dies by the strangulation of the phone. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, she's Nancy Loomis is that person and if you know her she was in assault and precinct 13 okay Wait, isn't linda the one that gets strangled i i cannot i'm so bad with names um while you do th- because they all kind of just have like they have such a generic generic names, names. annie is is annie, annie Lori, and so linda pj pj souls the bully from carrie yeah she's linda who gets strangled by the phone cord linda, yeah and then the the police chief's daughter is Annie Brackett, and that's played by a lady named Nancy Keys. Nancy Keys. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know why I have in here her name last name is Loomis, but um, well, because there's there's the Doctor Loomis, so you probably just got the names. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nancy Keys, uh, you might know her. She was in Assault on Precinct in thir- Assault in Precinct Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Also married to Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh. So a little bit of nepotism. Oh, Nancy Louise, sorry, I'm so sorry, whatever. Nancy Louise, Louise Keys, known professionally as Nancy Loomis. Oh, look at that. That's why. Mm. So I didn't fuck it up. No, because she married Stephen A. Loomis for a time. Okay, well, during this time, she was married to Tommy Lee Wallace, so I guess they broke up, which is sad. But when she wasn't acting, she did costumes. Oh. Ooh. So. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... When now they're hiring everybody, oh sweet Jesus Christ, the nepotism is insane. Yeah. It's friends hiring friends. Okay. My brother in law is gonna get hired to do this thing. My roommate's gonna get go do this thing. That guy's roommate's gonna do this thing. And it was just a bunch of I mean, they all knew each other. I guess so, that makes sense when it's low budget, you know, yeah. you're not gonna be able to source any So they were all relatively young college students, piss poor, wanted to make a movie more than anything. There's hope for us. There's hope for us yet, boys, and Stefan, because he's a man. Oh, man, not not monster. Yes. So they were able to work for dirt cheap because they just wanted to make a movie, and mm-hmm. honestly, they could eat. They were happy. They took that $300,000 that they had and spent 70000 of it on camera equipment alone. Okay. So a little... A little piece of the pie because i'm guessing they had some sort of a fancy steady cam or something oh my god they did they got panavision cameras and a big portion of that seventy thousand went to the panaglide camera system mm. which if you are unfamiliar with film terms uh the panaglide is a uh it's a steady cam so essentially it's this thing that you put on your chest Stefan, you have experience with this. Yes. You broke... I broke a camera trying to use it. You broke a red um, camera using this system. Yeah, okay. So you wear it. It makes the camera steady, okay? Yeah. It makes Basically, it smooth. It uses counterweights and all that kind of fun stuff. So you can glide around. Right. And you see it in use first shot of the movie. Yeah. Yes. So... To a very good effect. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into all that at the very end because that was actually mm. the last thing they filmed mm. was that first shot. <clears throat> so am i jumping the gun when i ask did they start with like the 
decrepit house and then they they did okay oh the house was actually already decrepit it was already abandoned. See, that, that was my question i was like did they start with a new house and make it old or was it already an old house and they made it new okay fuck it we're gonna jump the gun so okay just for this quick little bit yeah they basically just found this decrepit old house to film that bit in and then when that in that version like the very end when they needed to film it being nice and new mm-hmm. they just painted the parts that were seen Mm. and then kept everything else decrepit. So if okay. you don't see it, it's still decrepit. Okay. And they just fucking painted real quick, put a poster up. Right. Gotcha. This is the second film to ever use a Steadicam. Yeah, I thought I thought it was so somewhere. said one thing that I read. Put me over burning coals if I'm wrong, but... Yeah. I Stand am... Me up because wasn't the... the I'm Shoot. very sure Shoot. that it was like I forget if Rocky first, was Rocky the, the first one. No, it is. Or it um, was. It's a movie that I always forget the name of. Yeah. Shoot. What was it? But I remember one of the first ones was Rocky in this um, movie. It's a movie called Bound for Glory. I right. always forget what it is called, but that was the first one that uses um, the Steadicam. Who it was like handled by the guy who made the Steadicam, Garrett right. Brown. Okay. And then Rocky used it, and then The Shining, the Shining. uses it as well in '77. But the shiny came. Didn't oh wait, no, the shiny's eighty. Yeah, the shiny oh, came uh, after. Yeah, oh, Halloween. my bad, my bad. Yeah. I think it was seventy-eight. Anyway, sorry. So this was definitely one of the first ones. But yeah, yeah um, uh, Bound for Glory and Rocky okay. uses it first. Okay, so third, we'll go with third. We'll say third. Okay. So they were practicing with this thing in the Panavision parking lot, trying <laughs> to get used to it. And while the camera team is working with this steady cam, it is up to our boy Tommy. To find the mask. The mask mm. is always described as just kind of this blank, expressionless face. That's it. That's all it's ever described as. So it's up to him to just kind of find one. And he goes to a magic shop uh, near downtown Hollywood. And he finds the mask. He finds a Spock Star mask Trek from Star Trek. Across the universe. And next to that Spock mask is a Captain Kirk mask, the which fake he ends out. up taking. Because Spock is a little bitch and Data is better. Miles handles the fake out Data. Yeah, he's gray. <clears throat> he's gray. I think that actually would have worked really good. Yeah, probably Data would. mask yeah. actually would have worked really well, but he didn't exist yet. So he took the Captain Kirk one, not the Spock one, and he also grabbed an Emmett Kelly sad clown mask, mm. just to you know kind of have. But he took that Captain Kirk mask and he made the eye holes bigger. He shaved off the eyebrows and the sideburns. He painted the face white and darkened the hair because the hair was blonde. And then they tried the clown mask. And they were like, meh, mid. Mm, clown. Honestly, don't give a shit. And then they brought out the Kirk mask. And everyone was like, this shit That's is it. scary as hell. I love it. It's awesome. And so they used that. Monka S. So Captain Kirk. Thank you for using your likeness. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service for yep. the. Uh, so, do you think if I took, um, is it William Shatner? Is that yeah. who played Captain yeah, Kirk? Do you think yeah. if I took him and I shaved off his eyebrows <laughs> and I I largened his eye holes uh, and I painted his face white and dyed yeah. his hair, he would look like Michael Meyer? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think if you cut his face off, I think yeah, you're. Oh yeah, I got to, and then and then I wear it. Yeah. Now we're getting into like Buffalo Bill territory. <laughs> well, you got to make sure that he puts lotion on the skin. On the skin. 
Well, yeah, you will get the hose. Did, uh, did you happen to find out how William Shatner felt about his mask being used in this? Nope. At all? No? Okay. Nope. Not I like, I know, he probably I, signed it all away when he was merchandised in the first he, place. I'm, I'm assuming he was like, oh, neat. Well, because they didn't, they didn't come out with the fact that, you know, the mask was Kirk until after. So. Yeah, it probably came way after. Who knows? Gains cult status. Maybe he liked it. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Do you want to look it up? I think she's looking up right now. Whereas putting a derail spike down. She's putting a, a penny Let's on see. the tracks. So yeah. Derail the train and kill everyone on board. Kill everyone. They'll stick a dynamite. Going to blow your hand off and you're going to be like that one private detective who had no hands and he solved crimes with his hooks. Ooh, that's cool. There's a, re- there's a real actual man, by the way. That's, oh, not, yeah. that's not like a movie. Like an a- There was an actual man who lived, I think, here in Southern California who had oh, no hands and he was a private detective. That's cool. Yeah, it was wild. He had action It just figures. says, I mean, just doing some quick research, it just sounds like he was shocked and obviously he did not get paid for it because, yeah, it was just merchandise. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he was shocked, um, but they still needed somebody to play the shape. So they have the costume. They have his name, Michael Myers. They have the mask, but no one to play him. This is where Nick comes in. The guy who who plays it. So, how does Nick get the job? Does he a audition? Does <laughs> no. he b get it through nepotism? Yes. Does he c just kind of show up? Also that. Or does he d actually stab someone to death? Does he d actually do those things <laughs> as as his audition? He just is Michael um, Miles. I'm going to go with b nepotism. Okay, Mariah. I'm going to go with b and c. Well, it's c. Okay. Oh, see, I, I thought maybe it was C. It's just C. It's not really a nepotism thing. He was it's just because he's I mean, I guess it is. Okay, it is B and C because he was friends with James uh, mm. Carpenter. Is it also because he's big or is he not big? Eh, he's not big. I mean, a normal man size. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I also like to say James Carpenter. It's John. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm I don't know. I wasn't going to say something. <laughs> yeah. So John oh, Carpenter. He's I, friends with John Carpenter from college. I call him James. Me and Jimmy um, go a long way. And he's just like, hey, man, you know, I live near here. You guys are filming in, in Pasadena, California. That's where they're filming. And I don't know, can I like hang out? Can I just like chill? And John's like, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, fucking hang out, I guess. Put on this mask first, though. Yeah. Well, not even, not yet, because they were just like, he was just kind of hanging out. And they're like, we still don't have anyone to, to play the shape. We just kind of like. Never cast Never it. cast it. Um, and so he's like, Hey Nick, you can you just like put this on and just like stand over there? And Nick mm-hmm. was like, okay. And then John was like, okay, cool. Now just like walk towards me. And Nick was like, okay. And he's like, all right, now cock your head left and right. And Nick just goes like, okay. And he's like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just standing around. Not like, I don't, what the fuck is going on? And then he sees the dailies and he's like, oh, this is horrifying. This is very scary. Um, this is cool that I'm doing this, though. So he kind of just like, I don't want to say stumbled into it, but like he was mm-hmm. just like kind of stumbled into it. He yeah. just stumbled into it. He's like, I, kinda I mean, hey, if you're just going to be standing around, we're going to put you to work. Yeah, that's how he got My, the job. Michael's that's how Michael Nick. Myers got his body is just like, that's how Michael Myers, you could say, got his shape. Whoa! Joke of the day. Nice. So John Pleasance, Loomis, Loomis, Lo- yeah. Uh, again, doesn't like the movie. He thinks it is overwritten. Really? Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I would say it's <laughs> underwritten. I would also agree with that. Bit overwritten, and he's drinking a lot of fucking wine all the I, time. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. It is the rainstorm scene. 
the scene where they go out right. to meet with him with Michael Myers when he escapes. Mm-hmm. With the nurse in the car. With the nurse in the car. When he Grand Theft Auto steals the car. Yeah, when he Grand Theft Auto yeah. steals it. And this man is two bottles of red wine in. <sighs> two whole fucking bottles. That is insane. Damn. Everyone is like, this man is going to be slurring his lines. He can't stand. He's going to be belligerent. Now nah, he does fine. Oh. Huh. Um, but he's not having a fun time. Uh, while he did, while he did, you know, successfully do his lines, he went off on John. Whoa! He's like, "You're making me look like an ass out there. Your movie fucking sucks. You're a terrible director. You're god awful at everything you do." And John just goes, "All right, man. Like, can you chill out? Maybe can you like not do that?" And um, that's it. Honestly, John didn't do a whole lot. He didn't like berate him back or anything like that. Yeah. He was just like probably smart. He Probably. just like fucking Bronson buttered up. You just gotta take it right over, right, right over, over his shoulders, him. right over his mustache, buttered up body, like water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. Like like water off of a hydrophobic phone screen. I don't know why that was the thing I went for, but I, I'm seeing a lot of TikTok ads for a phone thing. It's not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they have to they have to break the windshield, right? The, right yeah, yeah, yeah he, he slams his, his hand, hand down yeah and they're like oh how are we gonna do it how are we gonna do it also quick thing not shatterproof not like shatterproof but not like the standard yeah glass that we see in cars today where, mm-hmm. where it keeps where it from it, like flying glass into your face yeah yeah just normal glass which i thought was weird but tommy gets on top of the car tommy lee wallace tommy lee wallace gets on top of the car and he has taped to his hand with flesh color tape a wrench and oh. if you go back and watch it, boy, oh boy, can you see the wrench. Hmm. You can just see that shit. Where do you get flesh-colored tape? It's probably a makeup thing that they use for... Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, like Band-Aids, play. obviously. Oh, okay. I band-aid a wrench to my wrist, smashing yeah. windows. So yeah, he's smashing the window. <laughs> and again, like, if you watch it, it's clear as goddamn day that huh. he has I'll definitely, a yeah, I'll definitely try to go back wrench and see attached that. to it. Maybe we'll have a picture of it in the Instagram. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll, we'll, we'll put one up for sure. Yeah. Which, again, that is uh, the takes it took on Instagram. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Tell your friends and family. Yeah. So Tommy crushed it, or, or should I say shattered it. Uh, he really fucking slapped that motherfucker. He slapped that like it was a goddamn watermelon. You got to find out how ripe it is. But now it's up to him to find the pumpkins. Because there's pumpkins in this movie. Mm, there is. There's a couple. Uh, quick note, though. It's springtime. Not pumpkin season in California. Mm. He's only able to find... Three, I say three pumpkins. Okay. Big oof. Oh, I'm sorry. They just used one in a the shot. There are only two pumpkins left oh because that little kid broke the pumpkin for a shot. When he falls. He fell. They have two pumpkins. So they have that. Awesome. For the rest of their pumpkin needs, they have found a South American gourd that is green. And they painted them orange. Mm. And they kind of just put them on houses. And they're like, don't touch them. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we get too close, that is definitely a gourd (laughs) oh my gourd uh i want to take a quick second to talk about a a silly scene it is the scene where um linda i think it's linda it's one of them is looking out their window and they see mike myers michael myers not mike myers the shrek guy guy. michael myers like in the clotheslines and yes we, we see a shot of michael myers it's um cut, it's Lori. It's okay, it's Lori. It's Lori I was, at the beginning. I mean, she's cut, in her bedroom. Yeah, we cut back to Lori and we cut back and he's and, gone. And he's gone. But 
she didn't take she his eyes. She didn't take his She at no point looks away from him. So she watches him walk away. She would have seen him go. I, I when I was watching, I was like, well, yeah. She saw him the whole time. Yeah. He only disappeared for us. Yeah. Not her. The audience, he disappears. But for her, he must assuredly just like fucking walk away. Yeah. He just walks off and she goes, oh my God. And then close the blinds Where'd he go? or close the window. I thought that was hilarious. I it thought was, it was so fucking yeah, funny. Yeah. We, we definitely story. noted that when we watched it. We were like, huh, wait a second. Just yeah. imagining. I didn't, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. Like, a year ago or it's, whatever it's, but this time i was like wait a second it's like right away. when she gets back from school yeah and she like yeah. goes up to her room and she puts her books on her bed and then she looks out the window sees that and closes the window before yeah evening falls which i thought was so fucking i also thought it was really funny in a, a like a product of its time where she's walking with um the kid the little boy mm-hmm. and he's like all right i gotta go bye and he just fucking walks off i feel like nowadays yeah. you can't just let a kid fuck off in yeah. the middle of town Bye. in the suburbs you also like, they just be smoking yeah they do just be smoking smoking cigarettes on the way home from school mm-hmm. yeah but now it is time to break a door nice nice um, nice kind of skip ahead a little bit that's fine uh, to where she's hiding in Linda's hiding in the, the closet closet yeah Lori. huh Lori. Lori. I'm the sorry. other L the other There's generic so names. name I'm yeah. sorry um, Lori is hiding in the closet and Tommy is the one who built that breakaway thing. Mm-hmm. And they only had the one. So Tommy said, look, if this shot's going to get fucked up, it should be because of me. Oh. So he dons the shape and acts out that shot. So we now have two people playing the shape. The shape. Okay. Which is um, fitting. Which is fitting. Because it's a shape. Because it's a shape, not a man. Not Unless, a man. you know, that man is... Michael Myers, but don't worry about that part. And now, that's just a fun little fact. And now it is time for the long shot. Nice. So this is the last shot of the movie, which had a shoot time of 20 days. That, that first Whoa. opening shot? Oh, no, 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 no. The whole movie. Oh. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, no <laughs> way. No, the whole movie was in 20 days. That, first that is off, that's so insane. miraculous. That's wild. Yeah, so it's... It, it's Insane in the opposite direction where it is very fast instead of insanely long. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, okay. For, for a frame of reference, w- films are often, they take weeks. Yes. I mean, I guess 20 days is weeks, but like a month. I mean. 20 days is like three weeks. Normally it's yeah. like four weeks. That's more or... like student film level type yeah. filming. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. it is. So. Well, and I think um, it kind of makes sense because watching it too, there's like a lot of really long takes where they don't have to cut necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like if you're doing a long kind of walk and talk with the steady cam and mm-hmm. you can get all three of those girls walking home from school in their dialogue and you can get it in one take and you're like, all right. Now we don't have to do any other setups or shots. We can just move on. So it makes sense how they were very um, time considerate in the way that they shot the film. Right. So I can understand how they got it done in 20 days because there are a lot of really long takes. Mm -hmm. So I think it really works in their favor. It also works, I think, in the style of the suspense and just like extending moments of silence and stuff like that. Yeah. So So, um, I am realizing now that uh, I'm a little dyslexic. Hmm. It took 20 takes. <laughs> okay, so ignore everything that I just said. 
<laughs> okay, so the last like three minutes. Oh, yeah, just straight up delete that shit. Okay. <laughs> took 20 ah! takes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. Totally good. I'm we'll just run it back. We'll just run it back. Uh, I was like, <laughs> as you guys were like talking, I went, oh, no. Oh, oh no. Mommies. That's all good. Okay. Take it back. Take it back. Ignore I everything that I just said. Delete, delete, that. delete that. Delete that. So they have to do the long shot. <laughs> so they film that so first they shot film, last. They film the first. <laughs> yeah. So they, they shoot the... <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, so so you had written down that it took them 20 takes to make the first shot. And you interpreted that as it took them 20 days to film the whole movie. Well, okay, so it says... It, yeah. So I was like, 20 days to do the first shot. No, it's obviously the whole movie. Oh. And then man. I was reading it again. I was like, that says takes instead of days. How I, long... It takes it took... Halloween take two film. That's good. I'm it was fucking filmed in 20 days. <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> you what? How? You, 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 admitted, you admitted your guilt to, to, for nothing. It was for it's nothing. 20 fucking days. Oh my god. How it's not 21. It's not 19. It's two zero days. How no I more, gonna... no less. That oh is my crazy. God. So you accidentally gave us correct information, yes. but thought you were bullshitting, but it was actually correct information. Yeah. Holy fuck. Okay. So, <laughs> well, fuck me, I guess. After a 20-day um, shoot. After a 20-day shoot, it is the 20th day. It's the last day. And they have to get that long shot. There's a big problem. Is it the hands? No. Oh. Uh, it is that the Panaglide... Due to kind of it's the first steady cam and to exist, and this is, it, is it a little thick? Well, it would be a little thick if they used mm. a whole canister of film. Mm. The Panaglide oh. has a limit oh. to how much film it can take in. Okay, four minutes and twenty six seconds. Oof. Dang! They were doing the test runs of that first gliding shot a little bit longer than four minutes and twenty six seconds, so they had to find a cut. With oh, when they he puts cut the it. mask on. Oh, the mask. With the mask, exactly. Deborah Hill says, okay, we need a cut point. Let's have them put on the mask. Right. And so when that mask goes on, the screen goes black for a second, and then the eye holes show up, and mm-hmm. that is the moment they cut. Right. Yeah. Well, first of all, it, it jumps. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, But yeah. are you telling me that they didn't intend for him to wear the mask at all at the beginning? No. No. Because I feel like it makes a lot more sense and ties into the fact that he wears a mask right. yeah. throughout the rest of the movie. So props to Deborah Hill for suggesting that because I think it ties in. Yeah, yeah. Just, they needed some way to cut and that was the only way they could think of. It's funny because it works wait, as a great plot point. Isn't he wearing a clown mask in the beginning? No, as he a boy? puts it on. No, as a boy. Well, yeah, it? that's the mask he puts on. Yeah, so the clown mask. Was that the other mask that they had bought before? No. Oh, it wasn't? No, that's a, yeah. An, another, okay. Yeah, no, that's a different one. Um, but it did. So they practiced and practiced. They figured out, okay, you know, we need to move this couch, uh, out cause it's getting in my way. We need to move this light when I turn this corner and people were jumping out windows and hanging from balconies and mm. fucking doing everything they could to move the things they needed to move while filming was going on. And so it took over 20 takes to do this. It wore out three different cameramen. And it took them 15 hours 
Damn. To get this one shot. Wow. Do you know how they did the like the reaching hand? Did they just have like the kid yeah, stand there? Had the, yeah, they I had think the kid, just like, standing off. Which there's the arm seemed really odd and long. Yeah. There's yeah, That's there's why, one. Yeah. And it seems like an extendo arm, and it like freaks uh-huh. me out a little bit because I've seen yeah. the movie twice now, and it, like both times I'm like uncomfortable by it. That's honestly. why I was like, it feels like a, a first person shooter video game, and, his, yeah, and your arms I, are super long, and then you just sort of bring the mask to your face, and it's on your head magically. Yeah, I honestly I think it was kind of like the lens they used was probably. Mm. a little wider yeah um because they want to get the whole apartment or not apartment it's a house um that's a new age thing yeah we're all looking at apartments now i think i think it just is is the lens okay Mm. um but yeah it is a freakily long arm but all to say a reason they i forgot to mention this earlier a reason they wanted the panaglide in the first place was because john carpenter made it very clear he wanted the audience in this movie he wanted you to feel like you were participating. Right. And a part of doing that is you are in the movie. You're walking around. Making you. So he yeah. wanted it to feel like you were looking through the eyes of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so to do that, you need to be able to walk around. But you can't be janky and shaking around all the place because your eyes don't do that. Anyway, it's time to edit. Um, Tommy is back. Our sweet, sweet boy, Tommy Lee. PD and editor. Yeah. Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, Which is an interesting combo, in my opinion. It is. It is. Props to him. But everyone was kind of doing what they had to do. Um, Another little side note before we get into the editing. Everyone kind of just wears their own clothes. Hmm. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis spent 100 bucks at JCPenney. All right. And that was her wardrobe for the entire movie. So everyone kind of just, it was chill. Uh, They did not spend a whole lot of money on costumes at all. Um, But anyway, it's time to edit. Tommy and Charles... Bornstein, which now that you guys have got me, I guess, Stefan, you got me thinking about everyone's silly names. Mm. Everyone has silly names. They do. They just, I don't know what it was. Something about this just conglomerated all the uh, silly names. Silly name. And name. it's kind of beautiful. It is. Um, like I a sweet ray of sunshine. It, it makes me face. very happy. Yeah. Anyway, these two boys are responsible for refining the film's pacing. Uh, they likened it to a rubber band. So they really wanted to stretch out every scene right. as long as humanly possible before it would snap. Right. Um, and so Tommy thought it'd be really cool if the movie was scary beyond the end. Right. So they wanted, because the way it used to end was it would cut from Michael Myers' body to the detective and then back to the empty space and that was it that was the end hmm. uh but they wanted to add a lot more afterwards showing just how empty the town was right now. which is great yeah but they didn't have any footage of all these like essentially clean plates mm-hmm. of empty stairs empty streets right. and all this stuff um but thankfully charles was a little tiny rat man who <laughs> saved his scraps in a little drawer and didn't let anyone go near it, or else they would be bitten by him. Um, given rabies. And given rabies. They had to come in twice a day, give him peanut butter and stuff yeah. just to calm him down. <laughs> so he kept all the like scrap film of like right before the slate would come in. Right. Or when they were like focusing the camera and making sure that everything was good before actors came in, all that stuff. And they used every little scrap they could hmm. to get that end montage of all the clean yeah. places. So editing went 
pretty smoothly. They did a great job. It's time for music. Ooh. Who oh. did the music? I'm glad Who you asked. Bang down on those keys. Stefan, give me the beat. Something like that. It was John. John did it. John Carpenter. Three days. Oh, Jimmy. That he did Carmen. that in three days. That annoys me. That's because John Carpenter is a boss ass bitch with ass to spare. He's a boss ass bitch with ass to spare. You're correct. Um, he did. And doesn't he do the music for the thing too? Uh no. Oh, but he, he lost does, it. Well, his I, ass he, didn't get as big. Yeah, I think he he like co-composed okay. with. I, I I need to look up to say his name. Ennio Ennio Morricone. Okay. I believe so. He, he was really big composer. Did a lot of the westerns. Oh, okay. and I I love the spaghetti westerns. I love his music. But Carpenter also does banger tunes. I was telling yeah. Mariah, I love the simplicity of it, you know? Yeah. It's not like super complicated, you know, and get those synth sounds and some things. Well, I thought he did an amazing job just connecting it with Michael Myers. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, it plays like literally every time you see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I liked it. Classic kind of motif. Yeah. It's also just like, obviously an iconic theme oh, now. Yeah. Right. And I love that he banked it out in three days. And well, was like, and I don't know. I mean, no, I mean like not just keys. that, like the, all the music. Yeah. Every piece used in the movie. That's crazy. And he, and he did the music for Assault on Precinct 13 as mm-hmm. well. And okay. that, that one just like, I don't know. I've listened to the soundtrack a couple times just because it's like fun. Like just, but I don't know. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I mean, he's like, because he's a musical boy. I mean, him yeah. and like Tommy and Nick, I think we're all would like hang out and jam together. Okay. So they would all, because he would also, he worked on. Um, Nick's stuff too so they would compose for each other right. so, gotcha. I mean he was used to it but still I mean doing the whole music in three days that's insane yeah yeah definitely so now it's time to show the movie off and Irwin set up test screenings he went back to those those good old days mm. of being a test screening boy and he set it up for all the major studios and he's like Ooh. hey guys come on in take a look at our movie it's gonna be great and all the studios went no like they didn't want to go they didn't want to go they didn't care. Mm. They thought, horror movie? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What What do we look like? Chumps? What, what am I? You giving me the high hat? You think what you're some you, kind what, of wise guy? What do you think of me? Some kind of high? So, no one came? And that is Just where... Just like my birthday party. <laughs> oh, 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 Stefan, you clown. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. It, okay. So... Thankfully, you know who does like horror movies? College kids, mm-hmm. and they don't have anything better to do, uh, like me. Than smoke weed and watch I don't watch have anything movies. better to do but watch movies and do a really cool podcast that I love. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. It's fun to be Glad here. Glad to be here. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so he set it up for all these college kids now, and they found it amazing. They loved it so much. They were hootering, and they were hollowing, yeah. hollowing. I, I can't talk. They were no. taking their cowboy hats Hollerin off their heads. Hollerin. They were waving them in Holl- the air. Hollering. Hollering. Hooting and hollering. Slapping and hollering. Slapping their knees and yeah. drinking the moonshine they, and going, yeah, that Halloween movie was so good. <laughs> They're shooting their guns off. <laughs> they were actually just Yosemite Sam yeah. from Looney uh, Tunes. All of them. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Except for one Bugs who was just dressed up as Yosemite <laughs> Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're writing a Looney Tunes episode. After uh, the last time that Jamie Lee drops the knife, a mm. guy in the yeah. audience goes, you deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I thought that was hilarious when I was reading it because I thought the exact same thing. We were we, we were had, talking about it because it was like if you you know you stabbed him and he went down, would you stab him you again him? just <laughs> to like be sure? And I said, okay, obvious disclaimer: I never want to, to stab someone yeah. or kill anybody. But I'm just putting myself in Lori's situation for this hypothetical. Okay, um, I would stab him again, and also I would take the knife fucking with me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, at the very least, take the knife with you. Yeah. But I'm like, stabbing a man, I mean, obviously the smartest thing to do would be, yeah, to make sure he's dead. But like, I don't know if after, if I'd stabbed someone and they went down, I don't know if I would feel that good about continuing to stab them. <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't go fucking And ham, then also but there, probably, like, like, a, there is like, there is legal ramifications of that too, if you did kill someone. But, but then also he did kill and strangle some other people, so maybe it doesn't yeah. matter. But so I don't know. I don't know exactly how I don't think react. Loomis is facing any... Hey, no body, no proof. No body. You're right. But then it turns out he can't kill him. So I guess yeah. it doesn't matter in I, the end. Yeah, so I guess it doesn't matter in the end, no matter even if you stabbed him half a billion times. Because apparently over the course of the 20 movies he's been in, no one has just shot him in the head with a shotgun or something. But like, okay, for me, at least don't slump over and go, oh man, what a, yeah, what a rough day. And turn away from him? Yeah. yeah. I, you stab him with your knitting needle. He goes down, you go... I mean, I kind of that was kind of like a shoddy stab. Uh, I take the fucking knife at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. He just you know he murdered three of your friends. So like I don't know, maybe put a little bit more effort into it. Yeah. And then once he doesn't die the first time, don't just assume he's dead the second time. Yeah. So anyway, that's why you got to stay strong. She deserves to die. I don't know if she deserves to. Like, die. She doesn't deserve to die, but she. Didn't do her best to survive. But that's Correct. just that's just horror movies, though. Yeah, yeah. because you need you need the suspense. We need to have that moment where she's looking away, and then he gets up, and you go, "Whoa!" But when he sits up, it's because when he sits up, you're I like, "That's creepy." Say, John did an amazing job of just being like, "Here's thing A," and then in the background or foreground, here's thing. Yes. B. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I really like that. We're now onto distribution, so it's time to distribute the film. Irwin puts on one of his many hats once more, and distributes the film himself. He goes from small town to small town, and if the theater... So he would go like theater to theater in these small towns. Damn. Wow. And if they liked it, he would go, look, I distributed this movie to this one small town. They loved it. Your, your town's going to love it. Body, body, blah. If they didn't like it, he would shut the fuck up and not say a word. He would just leave? He would just leave. Huh. He would just go, okay, pack his things. I respect it. Go to the next town. Go, hey, I, I, I respect for you. I respect the grind. Yeah. So he kept doing that. And five days before Halloween in an AMC in Kansas City, Missouri, Ooh. 1978, mm. it had respectable results. Not bad, but not amazing. Um, but the next day, it did better. And the next Ooh, day, I it did it even better. It got closer. And, and the day before that, after that. It did even better, and it just kept rising in Kansas City. In Kansas City until past City. Halloween, and it did pretty good. And they liken a part of its success to its name, right? Um, because I I forgot to mention once more, this movie had a different name. Okay, I take that back. It didn't have another name. It is theorized. To have a different name on the internet it's like oh before it was halloween it was the babysitter murders huh oh i i think i knew that somewhere in the back of my mind. oh because um i've seen the uh the movies that made us episode on uh-huh. this like 
when it came out, so it's been a little bit. Two years. And I think I remember them talking about that title. Yeah. So Irwin says, no, that's full of shit. Literally, I helped create this movie. It was always Halloween. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's lying. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Vote now. It'd be a weird thing to lie about, honestly. It really would be. Maybe don't vote. Maybe just (sighs) accept that it was always Halloween. Yeah. The reason it was able to do so well later on was because it was called Halloween. They could just keep releasing it. They could just keep going. Just like another movie we did. Cough, cough. Mariah. No, not, no. The other one that we did right before this one. Rocky Horror? Rocky Horror, where they kept oh, releasing talking, They kept releasing. Oh, are you talking about the year. fact that they just like always would do it? Yeah. So they never technically pulled it? Yeah, yeah, they kept every year. So for because it came out in uh, 1978, they released it again um, in mm. Chicago in 1979, and then they released it again in 1980. Uh, but 1980 was Halloween too. But they kept releasing it year after year. Oh, hmm. okay, okay. And so in those uh, two three years where it was in theaters, because it would it, again it kept coming out on Halloween because you know of course it's called Halloween, so they can. They made over 70 million dollars quite a profit that's quite a lot that's yeah. a few quarters a few pennies to do laundry uh, Irwin said it was like winning the lottery he was very happy everyone was very happy and john carpenter got his wish he got his name right mm. above the title of a movie and then he went on to make some other movies that like no one really cares about and no one would ever do an episode about any of these movies ever no uh he went on to make a movie called escape from new york mm-hmm. uh-huh. escape uh, from la escape from la the fog Mm-hmm. Prince and of Darkness, Mouth of Madness, Gang. That's that. The movie came out. It came. It went. It did amazing. It revolutionized the right. way horror was done. Imagine, imagine. And now you, there's like how many, how you, many Halloween movies? So right. Halloween. You you make this. There's the latest ones out now, I believe. Oh so shit! You go can, watch it. Yeah. Catch it in well, because yeah. they rebooted a trilogy, and yeah. this is the last one of the trilogy. Yeah, I believe. So you know, yeah. Imagine making an indie film. It's your second, no, third, third. movie. Third movie, and it completely revolutionizes a genre and, and you didn't even kind of want to do that genre no. in the first place that's yeah that's yeah. fascinating and then that's like the thing you did insane is, i yeah. mean i guess he did made escape from new york which isn't a horror movie but very good mm. yeah what do you guys think of the movie of the movie what do i think of the movie i got a couple things um all right uh i was thinking i was talking about this uh first of all this movie i feel like is the best when you watch it for the first time when you don't know what's going to happen, because that's when those really long outdrawn scenes are most effective because you don't know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. But when you're coming at it kind of the second time, like, you know, we were, it's like less entertaining because it just kind of feels like it's being drawn out because you're like, okay, I'm waiting for, you know, the stabbing to start happening. But the first time around, it's very suspenseful because, you know, he's just lurking. He's always there. But it, it's, it's so I find it kind of interesting that the first time around, the, the whole suspense in him just sort of always being there in the background and stuff is what kind of made it like suspenseful. And then mm. the second time around, that's kind of what made it not as fun for me mm. just because it felt like it was drawn out. Right. I um, definitely agree. When we watched it, we had paused it at one point and it was, yeah, like the first third of the movie, you know, he just is, it's. It's a lot of the same for me where, yeah, he's yeah. there and then they look away for a second and then he's gone. It does that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think it's it's all just from watching it for a second time because I know the moments when things are going to happen. Right. So I know that nothing's going to happen in that moment. And the bit has happened where he's there and he's not. And then it draws out for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I think the beginning definitely is a bit too slow for me that second time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to mention that 
Essentially, Lori was targeted just because she returned the key to the house. She yeah. drops oh, yeah. the key off, and then he sees her, and then that's when that's when he decides to follow yeah. her. Uh-huh. Just because she dropped, like, if her dad had dropped the key off, well, would that I think have happened he, to her? Probably. I think he just targets young women. Yeah, but would it have um, been her? I don't think so. I don't know. He may, probably may have just found another yeah, it could have been like woman. any other yeah. group of kids. Yeah. Um, but I will say once once he does start killing, obviously I think it's done it very up, well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love when um shoot bracket girl Annie mm. gets in the car and then she notices the condensation, yeah. mm. and then he sits up in the from the back seat and then like kills her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that death mm. is really good, and that's when it like really starts going. I just, I think again with the second watch, I would have liked to get to that point a little bit sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I also really enjoy the way that you know he kills Bob and Linda, and when he's in the fucking ghost costume with the yeah. glass, like that's hilarious to me. Yeah, because yeah. it looks so goofy, and that's another thing that I that I like about horror movies when they do the thing where it's um, like Linda thinks it's Bob. And so she's right. not scared. Yeah, but we know. But but you as the right. audience know. I really like that dynamic. And so I thought that that was really fun as well. Hey, mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock fans, you might know this as suspense. When he yes. does his little bomb example. Mm-hmm. The um, classic. Yeah. Or what was the movie? Is that Rope? Where he puts the bomb, the bomb goes in the trunk of the car and then you follow it in a long shot and you know the bomb's in the car, but you don't know what's going to go off. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but okay. anyway, all that to all say, right. when the audience knows something is going to happen, or know something that the, that the characters don't. That is considered good suspense. Yes. So. Well, that and just I I think the opening is very good. Yeah. It's very good at engaging immediately. Right. Um. It's very. It's a hook. Right. You know. You're like, whoa, what's going on? You know. And I I wish too to be someone back in the time. You know, watching this for the first time and seeing a steady cam and seeing a first person view mm-hmm. because that's got you know that's something that we we don't really blink twice at nowadays. But back then, we've been like, whoa, like what's going on here? I mean, even yeah. today though, it's very noticeable. When, yeah. When those so so happen. to have that experience and then this long take, I think I think it's very good. You sort of set up the threat and then immediately after that, you have him you know breaking out of the psychiatric hospital and all that. And so it does what you know any good horror movie does is it establishes the threat, mm-hmm. right? I mean, thinking about Jaws, even mm-hmm. you know what it does really great is it establishes the threat at the beginning of the movie so that we know it's sort of looming over the rest of what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like imperative to any sort of good horror or suspense, you know, all of the uh, the bomb and you know knowing yeah. there's something there. And then of course over the course of the movie we see him lurking and we we feel his presence mm-hmm. and that that builds a suspense. I so I watched it for the first time. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I I get I don't so I don't have the same problem where I was like, oh, mm. I know when all this is gonna happen. So I did think it was very suspenseful. Mm. I will say I did get a little bored of the bit where it's like, he's here. Hey, look at this guy. He's gone. Right. That guy's not there. Yeah. You they know? do that they do that a couple too too many times where they're like, someone's there and they go, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but once the murders do start, it was very good. I did not catch the condensation thing. Mm. I thought I was like, oh, okay, her car just is like frosted over or some shit. Right. Um I did notice though, when she first tries to get to the car, it's locked. And then she goes to get the keys and she never puts the key in the lock and she just goes for it again and it's opened mm. so i was like oh shit he's mm. in the fucking car interesting yeah yeah i definitely didn't i didn't that. catch that you know yeah. but yeah i think the the fog in the car was good because you're like well yeah because oh. obviously he's been like waiting he's so been he's in their heavy breathing the <laughs> yeah our little our little asthmatic boy a little breather yeah, breathes so fucking hard mm. but he's excited i liked it i thought it was really good i th- 
and I think it's good. And again, it's it's just the second viewing just wasn't as yeah. enjoyable. No, I can definitely imagine the second viewing not being as good. All right. But anyway, yeah. yeah. I feel like good. we should wrap it up here. Let's wrap Very it up. Good. All right. Um, Ratings. Uh-huh. I am going to rate this movie. I am torn. I'm going to give this movie, because I'm torn between five and six. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to give it, I'll give it a six. I'll be nice. Okay. Interesting. Because. Out of 10. Out of 10. I think it's a good horror movie. I'm not a huge horror guy, and I am very aware of the problems the movie has. Like, it would be hard to watch the second time. Mm. It does drag on in some parts. It uses, uh, you know, the whole he's there, he's not there a little too often, I think. Again, the back half of the movie is great, and I think they do a lot of things very well. But do I think you need to watch this movie? No, I don't think it's a necessary watch. Do I think everyone's going to enjoy it? Maybe, maybe not. Horror movies are, you know, kind of always up in the air. Some people just don't like horror movies. So yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I would say it was just above an average movie for me. So I give it six wrench hands, breaking glass out of 10. I think for me, uh, on a scale of one to five for like recommendation, I would give it a four out of five recommendation just because I think it is a very influential okay. film. Um, I think it's impressive what they did with such a small budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I think it is an important piece of cinema. Okay. Um, I'd say first watch, I'd, I'd probably give it like a seven and a half or eight. Second watch, I'd say I'd give it like a seven. Mm, okay. um, and I'm going to give that seven ghosts with glasses out of ghosts 10 with ghosts with glasses. With glasses. Um, just because I think, yeah, it's better. It's definitely better the first watch mm-hmm. for sure for me. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think I'm thinking seven as well. I, I'm not that far off from you guys then. No, no. I, I, again, I think this is a very important film. The, the second time around, yeah, wasn't as gripping as the first time. But I think looking at how influential it was, uh, what they achieved with such a small budget. Of course, I just love the J-Man, you know, and the, and the score. I like the music, uh, a couple of strong, you know, visuals here and there. And I think it's seven, seven out of 10 uh, bullets in the chest for, for Halloween. All right. In the meantime, in between these two weeks between our episodes, that gives you plenty of time to go head over to our social media. Um, you can follow us there. We post a lot of fun stuff on our Instagram, lots of polls, questions, so you guys can get involved. Um, if you have any recommendations or comments or anything like that, you can mm-hmm. you can send. If us- you have any corrections, if you want to yell at us about things we've said and you think we should address, let us know. We'll have a little section. I, you know, we'll talk about it, and then uh, we'll also no. I was gonna say we'll dox you. We won't do that. But yes, yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the takes it took, and then if you want to send us an email our way, that'll just be the takes it took at gmail dot com. But in the meantime. Watch movies, have fun. And watch your children. Make sure they're safe and not getting stabbed. Hey, it's me, Miles. We goofed up. We forgot to tell you what the next movie is going to be. So I am here at 2 o'clock in the morning to tell you the next movie is going to be The Evil Dead 2 featuring Bruce Campbell and some other people that I forgot the names of. But anyway, give that a watch, and uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you enjoy the episodes to come. Thank you. Bye.